0: You are listening to the American Truth Project podcast. History when he's in Riyadh.
1: Now in return, the president wants help fighting the Islamic State. It's not a coincidence that the itinerary includes the religious centers for Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. The White House officials are portraying the tour as an opportunity to unite the three religions and the fight against intolerance and radical extremism. So, will it work? Joining me now, the founder of the American Truth Project, Barry Newsbum. Barry, there are reports out there saying that Trump is getting the red carpet in Saudi Arabia. Uh, you know, different than what the what our former president would have gotten. Obama. Apparently, relations between the Saudis and the Obama administration had hit low points.
0: Yeah, this is a profound change, Stephanie, throughout the Middle East on both sides of the ledger, uh, which is the Uh, more moderate Sunni states led by Saudi Arabia, and obviously the Jewish state in Israel. Um, When you project power and you project leadership, you're respected. And that went away for about eight years. And as we all know, this is a whole new foreign relations program coming out of not only the White House but the State Department as well.
1: Is there a reason that the president would go to Saudi Arabia first, other former presidents would maybe go to Mexico or Canada. Why Saudi Arabia?
0: I think if you look back over the campaign, uh, one of Donald Trump's most profound promises, Stephanie, was to eradicate ISIS. ISIS is a radical thorn not only in the Western World, But also in the Middle Eastern Arabic world, they want ISIS gone as badly as we do because ISIS is the enemy of all of the monarchies, including the monarchy in Saudi Arabia. So a strong American alliance with Saudi Arabia against ISIS and hopefully as well against Al Qaeda is good news for the king in Saudi Arabia.
1: Indeed. And I know that they said that they were looking for the anti-Obama, and that's definitely our president right now. Now, uh, he'll also be making a stop at the Vatican. What do you think will come of this meeting?
0: I don't think that's much more than showing respect to the uh, head of world Catholicism and for the Vatican, in turn, to uh, recognize the new president of the United States. Um, The Vatican doesn't have any political power, doesn't have any military, it's a spiritual leader of um, several billion Christians, but in terms of mobilization of public opinion, uh, the Pope doesn't get much involved in that.
1: And then we're going to shift over to Israel, uh, where he'll meet with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and it sounds like, again, he's going to try to tackle this the relationship between the Palestinians and the Israelis. Do you think he's going to be able to make any gains on this?
0: Well, I've got three uh, responses on that one, Stephanie. The first one, uh, President Trump promised for a very long time during the campaign that his first day in office, he was gonna authorize the movement of the American Embassy from Tel Aviv, which is just their largest city, to Jerusalem, which is their capital. Uh, The waiver of the law that requires our embassy to be in Jerusalem uh, is gonna expire in a few weeks. Uh, It was last signed by President Obama. The rumor is, sadly, that Trump will sign the waiver and not move the embassy. So that's issue number one. Although he promises to go to the Western Wall, which is the holiest site in world Judaism. The most prominent pressing issue on Trump's plate is whether or not he's going to put pressure on the Palestinian Authority to stop paying terrorists with American money. There's a very strong movement in the Congress right now to cut off all American funds if the Palestinian Authority keeps paying people to kill Jews. And Trump privately told that to Abbas at the White House. And the Palestinian Authority, after Abbas left, said Trump's request was, quote, crazy to even request it. So I'm sure that's going to be on the agenda. The third thing, obviously, is whether Abbas is willing to make peace. So far, he won't even talk to any leaders of Israel.
1: Yeah, it doesn't sound like he wants to. And, of course, you know, the elephant in the room here, the Iran nuke deal. Do you think he's going to tackle this issue? I mean, obviously, that's really important to his
0: I, I really hope so. Remember, that was one of his promises. I'm going to tear it up on the first day, Stephanie. Uh, meanwhile, nothing like that has happened. Uh, sanctions are moving through the Congress again because of the ballistic missile testing of Iran. They keep flaunting the fact that we gave them billions and they're spending it on weapons, weaponization. I really, really hope President Trump opens up the JCPOA for reconsideration. That's the rumor, but we don't know yet.
1: Yeah, Iran definitely can't be trusted. And my last question, how do you think all the media hype and drama going on here at home, how is that going to affect him on his trip?
0: The smartest thing the president can do right now is act presidential. Quite frankly, if he acts like a a leader of the free world, if he acts like someone that's putting together a new coalition in the Middle East, which supposedly is going to come out of the meetings in Riyadh, if he has something on his plate coming out of meetings in Israel and the Palestinian Authority, and he just talks about those questions, Stephanie, I think the noise will quiet down. He's got to stop answering all the naysayers all the time.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, Barry. Thank you so much for your insight.